Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Run As Well podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today, we're talking with musician and activist Boff Wally about the countryside, the draw of the wild, musical songwriting, everything. Totally tub thumping. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that, that, that was it, a massive tune, wasn't it? Is that what it was called? Yeah, tub thumping, yeah. yeah I get knocked down, but I get up again. So, yeah. bit of history. Yeah. Boff was in Chumbawamba. That's right, yeah. That's it. I mean, that was the history. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who were kind of, um, I've seen Wikipedia describe them as a anarcho um, folk punk band. Nice. So it's quite a specific genre, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. some big tunes. And he's also a brilliant fell runner. Plays he himself, is. plays that side of him down. He's quite a humble guy, I think. Um, and he's got a new play, uh, that These Hills Are Ours, that um, explores some you know issues of land ownership, the draw of the wild, all those kind of great things. So he's coming on later to, uh, to give us a bit of a chat, which is good. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a great chat, actually. Very interesting man. Has a lots of very sort of... You know when you meet principal people and you're kind mm. of... I mean, maybe it's just because his principles match with mine in terms of, like, a sense of uh, need to claim a certain position when it comes to, like, what how the outside how, how the outdoor, outside world is regarded and, yeah. and, and, and enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, so we sort of are meeting their minds. But they're just, you know, someone who knows their own mind. It's always interesting yeah, to agree. speak to someone who's yeah, like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A good, uh, a good voice in, in our world. Hey, look, some um, some science to back up what you're talking about there, Ben. So the importance of green spaces. So a new study uh, which was published in the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Research looked at the connection between frequently visiting green spaces and improved mental and physical health. Oh. And it found that those who made three or more visits per week uh, were a third less likely to take mental health medication, 56, 56% less likely to use blood pressure drugs, and 26% less likely to need medication for asthma. Uh, among the poorest, who tend to have the least access to green spaces, the benefits were amplified. So be sure to high-five the next tree you see. See, this is it. This is why, the, you know, we need to just allow people to walk freely across this green and pleasant land. Exactly, yeah. And uh, everyone will feel better. Exactly. Well, I reckon we should get Boff on. Let's talk to him. Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio. Or a complete unknown. So our guest this week is a fell runner, musician and activist whose play These Hills Are Ours explores land ownership and why we're drawn to wild places. So Boff Wally, welcome to the Runs World podcast. 
Uh, yeah, good to be here. Thanks very much for inviting me. Well, I think your running CV is absolutely amazing. But can we start at the beginning? Like, why did you start running? I start the first run I ever did was um, the Pony British Marathon in Bolton in 1981. Uh, and I was, so I was still at school or just left school, and um, it just looked like absolute fun because um, nobody had ever done one before. And I did it, and I got round, and I didn't think it was as much fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped for about, I don't know, six or seven years. And then I saw, I went to watch a fell race, and even on a kind of wet Tuesday evening in the, the Yorkshire Dales watching a fell race, I just thought, this, this is what I want to do. This looks great fun. I'll have a go at this. And once I'd done it once, I'd... I was absolutely hooked. Did you was was it a regular thing then? Were you just constantly every weekend? That was what your main aim in life was. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because <laughs> by then we'd we'd kind of the, the band had started um, kind of touring a lot, even like going you know all around Europe and everything. But um, but I was obsessed by fell running, so whenever we weren't touring, I was just literally every week, sometimes twice a week, racing. And um, and then when we went off on tour, I would every morning I'd just get up and try and find a river, a bank, or a, a hill, or a forest, or something to run in. So yeah, did you ever change the schedule on, of the tour? Make sure that you visited some places <laughs> that were very like key to the train. No, no. But one of the things that happened is we kind of got to a point where there was it was a it, should we have you know travel around in in minibuses and stay in hotels or should we travel around in tour buses where you sleep on the tour bus and of course i realized that if you sleep on a tour bus then you've got the entire day free the following day you you travel overnight while you sleep and then you get up in the morning you can you, you can go running for however long you want especially in places like switzerland and and austria and italy where you literally wake up everyone's fast asleep and you you run up and down a mountain and you, you don't have to do anything till sound check at four o'clock so i would always argue for tour buses no oh, we want a tour brush who cares no one who cares about washing and showers <laughs> <laughs> i think you've really like tapped into a secret way of becoming a like a getting all the running in you need to want to do and then just sort of have a background hobby band whatever you want it to do yeah. that can get you to these nice places yeah absolutely that's how it works yeah yeah do you do you have a favorite place to to run if you think like you know your kind of maybe where you started off or just your favorite route i uh, where i love to run I love, I love running in in kind of uh kind of lancashire yorkshire peak district areas where you can feel like you're, you're, you're in the middle of nowhere, but there are lots of signs of kind of old industry, you know, old mills and broken down millworks. And so you feel like you're part of this kind of continuing history of how people have tried to deal with, with the land and with the landscape. It's not just, you know, it's not just completely remote. For, you know, I, I wouldn't really be happy running across, you know, you see these great pictures of, don't you, of... Uh, American ultra runners running across kind of Calif Californian deserts. And I always think, nah, 
Not not for me. I, I like a I like a good dry stone wall and you know five bar gate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> signs of life. Yeah, signs yeah. yeah. Life. Some sheep. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got to have some some sort of friendly animals on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Sort of like dead carcasses as we're drying out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the, the other thing that you've been really involved with is is activism, which I guess is a, a broad term. But do you feel like in some ways running is an expression of freedom? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do. Yeah, I also think it's. A, I think it's an expression of of going back to the kind of natural way that we we used to to deal with landscape, which was to travel across it on our feet. And um, you know, I drive a car, obviously, but I'm aware that the the, the world and in this country is just filling up with cars, cars and roadworks and pollution and and so. Any anything that kind of um, signifies or symbolises the idea of escaping from that, it back into a world where where there's this kind of some kind of purity and and nature and uh, physicality, where you kind of think, ah, this is what life's about, you know, having your feet rooted in the earth and not be dodging traffic and breathing in smog and all that sort of thing. I think there is something very. Um enlightening about traveling an ancient road like when you get out there on foot and you kind of realize that that was a a passageway for trade or some industry that's long gone or and it's like you run it and you suddenly realize that this was a network and it's sort of now overgrown and yeah sort of regarded as redundant but it's actually incredibly important yeah there's a there's a there's a lovely place which which just thinking about what you've just said which is uh if you go on the m62 which crosses from yorkshire to lancashire uh, or vice versa, depending which way you're going. And uh, <laughs> it's you know it's it was called the the motorway that that will never close when they when they opened it. And of course it closes every single winter because the weather the weather just kind of ridicules that that statement. <laughs> but yeah. when you're driving along it and it's it's you know it's just busy all the time. It's full of roadworks and roadblocks all the time. But up on both sides of the the motorway there are ridges. And those ridges were the paths that people used to walk to get from one place to another. And if you go up on on the uh, the kind of south side, this long, long ridge, and it's got these occasional big blocks of stone, uh, old carved stone with crosses carved into them, which were where uh, they used to, all the villages around about, if someone died, they'd carry the coffin over these beautiful old Pennine trails, and they weren't allowed to put them on the floor because that was kind of, you know, sacrilegious. So they they had these stones, which they were there every mile so that they could stop and rest the coffin on the stones for a while and then pick it up and start again. And that being that close to history and seeing this is this is how people lived and is, is fantastic. And you're driving along this motorway with, you know, literally stuck in traffic and just thinking, I really wish I was up there. Perhaps not carrying a coffin, <laughs> yeah. but... <laughs> No, but still taking it all in, exactly that. Yeah. To get back to the sort of activism side of things, and we're talking about land and enjoying the land, um, and I know that you are definitely on the side of having a right to roam and exploring exploring the land. How important do you see that, not just as a runner, but as like an, a, an inhabitant of the nation? Well, I think I think that when I think that when people first. Um, kind of had to fight for the right to Rome and, and all the mass trespassers and all that sort of thing. So I found out about the, the 
1932 Kinder Mass Trespass before I got into running. And um, and I just find this story absolutely fascinating that this group of sort of four or 500 people wanted to open up the Peak District, which was almost entirely closed. And all they wanted to do was go up there and, you know, have a picnic. And they got beaten. They, they got beaten back by by gamekeepers, and then met at the bottom by police. Five of them were arrested, and and went to jail for up to six months, for for essentially wanting to walk on England's you know green and pleasant land. So now, so then when I got into running, I was aware that all these places I was running in, somebody had had to fight for them to be open. You know, there are places like the Forest of Boland, which is a huge area of land. When I was growing up in Lancashire, you couldn't go on it. It was it was reserved for for hunting, for grouse hunting. And now it's open. It's not entirely open, but it, it's open. And so I just, I think we all have to be really aware of what people have have done to to have, so that we can have the right to do that. And also, we we have to be aware that they're shutting it down as well. There are lots of ways that you know. The, obviously, what's happening on Dartmoor. If they can take it back, then if we're just getting a bit lazy about it, then they will do. So we've that's in a way that's it's it's such a everyday version of activism is I just want to go for a walk, so therefore I have to do something, I have to voice my opinion, especially with other people, to make sure that, that I can go for that walk or that run. Yeah, I think so too. Especially when it's not even necessarily in a trespassing which is important, but even just reclaiming bridleways and foot lost footpaths that you might find on an OS map, but run across the border of a, fo- a farm, and the farmer's decided that he doesn't want that anymore. Or, yeah, and it's those sorts of things. That's a really like base level. Absolutely, I think that. Yeah, and I think I think that any runner who does what I kind of just naturally did anyway, which is if you're Sticking to what is, you know, what is more or less the country code. If you're, you're very careful, you're not starting fires, you're not leaving gates open, you're really aware of livestock and all that sort of thing. Then I just think, yeah, go for it. Climb over that gate and go where you want. And obviously, sometimes people try and stop you, but I just think, look, I'm not doing any damage. It's fine. And that, to me, that's activism. It's just everyday activism. This is the Runners World podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I guess some of these um, issues are explored in your new play. Well, it's been out a while now, hasn't it? But I know you're back out on another another run in October. Um, tell us about These Hills Are Ours, how it came up and some of the messages that it's trying to communicate well D- dan by who i do who i do it with he's uh he's uh he's been a theater maker for ages he's 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 uh he got into running lots of road running and then um eventually it got to a point where the little projects that we were doing about other things just theater projects in museums and theaters we just spent a lot of time talking about running and as runners do you know boring each other <laughs> to death and uh <laughs> And we had a we we do have a lovely kind of um, separateness about we had dif- we have different views on things you know Danny's obsessed by by Strava and <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of the opposite which is really funny because we you know we're kind of like Morecambe and Wise once we start talking about that sort of thing but um, we eventually just said why don't we do a some kind of theatre thing that's that's about running and that isn't just two blokes sitting on chairs talking about running or showing a PowerPoint slide. Let's talk. <laughs> let's think about running and what we can say about it that that that's entertaining. And let's have songs. Even even just the idea of having to write seven or eight songs about running, which kind of detail a kind of narrative about when you go running and why, and setting off and getting so knackered that you you can barely move or all those things. I just thought, great, the chance to write songs about running. No one. The idea, I was waiting for someone to all my life to commission me to do that. And <laughs> so Dan just said, yeah, I'll well, do it then. Um, yeah, and it was great because we were just like, right, what we just got big pieces of paper, right? What can we say about running that isn't just, hey, running's good, isn't it? What time did you do for your 10K? <laughs> so we came up with all these th- beautiful kind of ideas that we always talk about, which is about escape, about escaping class, about about pollution about digital technology um yeah and and obviously about land access and land rights and who owns the land that we run on i think it's yeah rick rick actually is the is the is is the songwriter of this podcast duo and he's penned a few songs about running really yeah, excellent they're, sli- they're slightly tongue-in-cheek yeah, rather yeah, than a marathon but... concept album buff I'll, I'll send i'll send you the link i like that <laughs> that yeah. sounds great yeah you write this um People can join you, right? This is like there's a yeah. kind of like uh, immersive. It's very immersive, isn't it? I guess that's a sort of theatre word, but it's a very immersive play in that sense. Yeah, what we've done because we we've, we've kind of done it a lot so far, and uh, every show we say in the middle of the show we we kind of stop and say just to let you know that we're going to set off from this theatre tomorrow morning. Uh, it can you know it's, sometimes it's really early because we've got to get to the next show, but we'll say it like off a seven or eight o'clock, and we're going to go for a run. It'll be you know, eight, nine, ten miles. Um, we're going to go along paths and canal banks and woods and stuff. We're going to try and avoid doing loads of road running. 
and we're going to get out of the town wherever we are to find the the the, the nearest um, kind of high place or trig point or or a place where you feel like you've escaped the, the city or the town. And apart from one place, which was where was it? Was it Plymouth? Apart from Plymouth, we we were able to do that in every everywhere. I think it was Plymouth yeah. where we where we. We couldn't get out of the town without doing like 20, <laughs> 25 miles. But but in most places, and it's great because you meet people and you say, just meet us there tomorrow morning and there's, there's, there's always someone there. And um, sometimes quite a few people. We've had up to like 16, 17 people. And, and you say, all right, we've got this route planned. Why don't you show us your route? You're from around here. You've probably got a better idea. And they, they're really happy. Like, oh, yeah, let's go this way instead. This is much nicer. And so it's it's great. We learn about the area, and we all we just chat with the people who come along, and yeah, and it's just part of the show. How did how's I mean we touched upon touring and how you get running and fit it in around being different places, but when you were recording with Chumbawamba and you were doing all of those big shows, and, and was was a creative side channeled in through the running, or was it just something you kept separate? Well, the, the running has always been, even, you know, I, I really realised it during lockdown, but um, um, all the time I'm kind of reminding myself that the running for me is, it's the space away from work. And um, because I'm, because of the work I, I do is, is so disjointed, I'm working with so many different groups and so many different ideas all the time, that it's really easy to just forget to go for a run and think, ah, oh, I'm too busy. And as soon as I do that, I realize I know I know I've done that. I think no, you need that space in your life, just to kind of get away from all that. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I've, oh, I'm meant to send an email to these. But having said that, whenever I do go running, I'm coming up with ideas for for songs or for yeah. I, I just can't help it. It's just there, and it's really it's a it's a lovely space to be able to think about those sort of things. And I can I can think about certain runs where I think ah oh, that's where the title for that song came or that's where I came up with a rhyme for that yeah so it's great for that is it sometimes directly influenced might there be a you know you see something on the trail and you suddenly go that's interesting and then a little rhyme starts creeping in and you've got a verse next I'd love to say yes but I can't think of an example of that actually no it's it's mainly thinking okay I already have an idea for a what we what we've all agreed that we're going to write a song about what, what how to approach it and then just running along and thinking oh maybe try this and i did a, i had it for a while i had um because i'm part of a choir as well which is like a big sort of 50 or 60 voice choir and everything we sing is a cappella, so there's no instruments so going running is fantastic for that because i can just think of ideas or melodies or hook lines and not have to think oh i wish i had a guitar or a piano so I could, I just think, oh yeah, it's a nice tune that. So and that's that's really useful. In terms of um, the environmental impact of running, I think that's something that's come into the mainstream a little bit more. And I know that's an area that you're passionate about as well. What um, what efforts do you make personally, and what and what kind of messages would you like to sort of share with other runners about trying to become more eco-friendly? Um, I'd say read read Damien Hall's book, and I think a lot of what Damien says is is. Is brilliant. Uh, he, he came to one of the shows actually and came for a run with us the following morning. And um, it's one of those things where you think, um, oh, this is really nice. Damien's coming and that's that's really nice. And it's like, 
oh shit, he's going to come for the run with us in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thinks we're going to do about 45 miles at, at his pace. So we're like, you do realise we're only going to do about eight miles and it's going to be really slow. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but he's really entertaining and I, and I love, I, I think it's great. I think his passion for it all is really great. I think where the one bit where me and and his ideas in terms of environmental running are, 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 aren't exactly the same is... I'd kind of, I'd kind of encourage runners not, not to think that everything boils down to to yourself. It's not all about your running shoes and your your running miles, you know, petrol miles. Uh, there's a big element of of activism which is don't just think all this is my responsibility and feeling I'm feeling guilty because I haven't. You know, cause, oh, I, don't, I want to buy that bottle of water because I'm really thirsty, but it's plastic, so I'm not going to buy it. I think don't necessarily beat yourself up about those things. Just get the ideas in, and and then it's to me it's more about um, talking to people and realizing that the people who are really messing up the planet are corporations and governments and military. They're they're doing far more damage than we as as runners will ever do and I think that's really important for, for runners to know don't just take it all on yourself and say oh I must be doing something I must be doing something it is important to do something but also read about about um, what what the parties that you're voting for are doing for the environment and and call them on it and write them and say hang on you, you just stuff at the moment about um, you know the polluting of the, the seas and the rivers yeah. It's a huge oh, with the raw sewage. Yeah, and it's a huge issue and it's and it's one that we're not gonna we can't do anything about it as individuals. We can't say, Well, I'm doing my bit, I've I've I'm wearing my running shoes for a bit longer. People have to be people have to be, you know, making a big noise about it. Otherwise they're just gonna carry on doing it. Well, thank you so much for your time and coming on the Runners World podcast. Um thank you. Absolutely great to talk to you about um running activism if people want to find out more about um these hills are ours where can they go mm, yeah. <laughs> go to dan buys dan buys website yeah which is probably danielby.com or something like that daniel buy is b-y-e uh because he's a lot more uh, savvy on keeping up to date with everything he puts the dates on there and he announces where we're going and all that sort of thing well, thank you again. Absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, we really appreciate your time coming on to talk. Yeah, to thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed thanks, that. Bob. Thank you. Cheers. See you later. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Huge thanks to Boff Wally and to you, of course, for listening. You can, of course, still subscribe to Three Issues of Runners World. Head to uh, runnersworld.com slash UK slash podcast offer to get this exclusive listener offer. Even though it's been exclusive for like four years, but it's still an exclusive yeah. offer because it's th- that offer. Um, even better, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Um, it's out every Tuesday. It's great. Um, there's, you know, go on to Apple Podcast and leave a really lovely review once oh, you've nice, listened. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll hear from us again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.